0: i am ted cluck joined as always in studio by my co-hosts and good friends barnabas piper and ronald j martin uh boys we have some tickets to sell and uh they are not super bowl tickets uh they're not nfl playoff tickets they're tickets to Uh, perhaps a bigger entertainment event, Uh, maybe the biggest entertainment event there's ever been. Uh, This is live in Louisville, too, Together for the Rant. Uh, Pipe, tell them where they can get tickets. As usual, if you go to happyrantpodcast.com, you can find find everything that
1: we offer there. So all of our partnerships with coffee roasters and swag makers. uh, But you can also get tickets to Together for the Rant, which is our live recording event where we will do Q&A and we will have sheet cake and there will be giveaways and we will record episodes and we will have a great time with whoever's there. It will be on April 10th in the evening. It is the night before a large reformed gathering that we shall not name because of contractual obligations. uh, But needless to say, their name sounds somewhat similar to together for the rant and, uh, and our event will be way, way more fun. So come to that. And the thing to remember is that tickets are 10 bucks through the end of January. After that, the price jumps to 15 So if you are on the fence about it, you will save significant fundage by ordering between now and the end of the month. So go ahead and jump on that. Go to com. You'll see it right there. You just click through, buy the tickets, buy lots of tickets, give them to friends, and make somebody happy.
0: Huge, well said, Pipe. Also, uh, click on Lagarus Roasters Coffee. Uh, get yourself a bag of Happy Rant Signature Blend and uh, enjoy that while you listen to the program. And boys, we have uh, we have some interesting things to suss on today's program. Uh, one of which was something that a listener left on our Facebook wall, Piper. Uh, this is a tweet from Mark Driscoll. So a uh, little Drisky business. It's been a while since we've done Drisky business. I mean, he just hasn't um, been that interesting recently. So it's really good to see him back. It's probably good for him that he hasn't been that interesting. It's probably sort of a a mixed blessing that he's doing something interesting. But this was a post from Drisky um, in which he said, praying in tongues kept Alabama quarterback Tua calm for the championship game. And uh, it's a link to an article about how uh, Alabama quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, who was kind of the hero of the uh, national championship game a couple of weeks ago, uh, apparently – Kept calm in the huddle by speaking in tongues. Um, Being that we don't do research for the show, I
1: didn't actually click the link. I just saw the headline and was like, perfect. This is money. Uh,
0: He did this in the huddle. That's what it says. Um, That's amazing. Wait, let's see. No, I didn't click the link either. Where did he get the huddle thing? Hang on. I'm looking at the thing that you sent me. Well, it's it's a screenshot that they sent us, so it's not a live link. So I didn't even bother
1: to go look it up. I was just like, "Sweet Driscoll yeah. tongues football, let's roll with it." Because two Absolute. of those three things Ronnie likes, one of those three things Ted likes, and I'm good with all three.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: Pipe, you're saying I like the own. Tongues thing. I mean, like, wait, what part do I like, man? I mean, like, I mean, let's like, as a topic. A second, shall we? <laughs> okay, okay. To, to be clear,
1: I mean as a topic to discuss, not like gotcha. you are down with these things.
0: Baby, so, I feel like you have a you have a fascination with Drisky, don't you? Who,
2: me? Are you talking to me, baby? I'm talking to you. Yeah, well of course I mean, I don't we all have a fascination with Drisky? I mean, I, I think we'd hardly be reformed men if we didn't have a fascination with Drisky. Yeah, every
1: red-blooded reformed male has a fascination Absolutely. with Driscoll, either a love love, hate or somewhere, yeah, some no, combination of both. Yeah,
0: there's a fascination with him, no doubt. All right, all right, baby, then you're <laughs> you're our resident man of the cloth. Um you're rested, you're feeling rejuvenated. I want you to, I want you to, I want you to suss, I want you to suss this out, uh, baby. Why given, do you
2: feel like I'm so rested and rejuvenated? Why don't you suss that up for our audience a little bit, man? Baby,
0: like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to overstep my bounds here. You okay. know, all right. I just feel like there's a certain kind of rested lilt in your voice. That, can you that feel says, it? Can you feel the calmness just sort of spilling over into everything I say? Oh goodness, man, it's amazing. I can, I can. I, I could see why people do what you're doing um but i mean like 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 you every summer <laughs> that- oh i see i see what's happening here piper don't you <laughs> is that what we're talking about oh that's, see that's piper we're playing the who has the harder life game right now <laughs> maybe the whole episode should be about this piper why is your life hard Uh, Well, I'm sitting in
1: Minneapolis right now where it's four degrees and I'm and there's a bunch of bunch of Calvinists being awkward,
0: which we'll get to later. That's legitimate.
2: legitimate. We're not going to take anything away from you on that. You can
0: have that pipe. That's that's legit. Wait a minute, well, where I mean, are you where Calvinists are being awkward? Are you at a conference of some kind?
1: I am at a conference as we record this. It's the Bethlehem Conference for Pastors, which is Ooh. the one that my dad's church has put on for I don't know, twenty five years now.
2: And uh hey, wait a minute. Now is why this, is
0: not
2: Ronnie there's this did you not get <laughs> No, I never got okay. I never got the invite, but isn't this the one where Frankie Chan is at this year?
0: Yeah. Chan is Chan hey, was baby, here. Did you hear here. Uh, Frankie Chan is at this one. I did. I just heard the name Frankie Chan so, and I, I So is stopped. Katie Y. Ooh. Um, Katie, and what? Paul and Paul Tripp. Wow. I mean, there's yeah, it's it, there's some heavy hitters. Now, Pipe are all those guys main stagers, or do they have them doing breakouts and stuff? Uh, I don't know if Tripp is a main
1: stager. He did like the whole pre-conference thing, so they do like a half a day, you know, in the morning on on the uh the Monday of the conference or like the the midday time and then the conference kicks off in the evening. But the oh, other guys were main stage guys, yeah.
0: Now, I never got the whole pre-conference thing, Pipe. What what's the deal with that? Like you're either at the conference or you're not. What, what what are we looking at there? What's the deal? All right. Uh little little business
1: lesson for yeah. for our dear listeners. A pre-conference is an excuse to sell one additional ticket. I see. Cuz if you if you include that thing, It's like the, you know, when you go to a steakhouse and you get like the $52 steak, but then all the sides cost $10 a piece. Uh This is the side that costs $10 a piece. Like they could sell, they could include the sides with the $52 steak and charge like $57. Or you can do a la carte sides. People be like, oh, I'll have the mashed potatoes and the spinach. right? And they just made an additional like 12 or 13 bucks. That is the pre-conference. It's the a la carte side to help uh, cover the cost of the conference. Fellas,
2: I mean, given that, man, when are we going to start doing a little like, pre-broadcast for our live events. I mean, <laughs> how, do we, how well, do we do we do that? To sort of, we, would have to, we would
1: have to do like the exclusive backstage because we don't do a three-day conference. We couldn't do a pre-conference. We we would have to do like an exclusive access thing where you get to come like pet Ronnie's jacket or that's something. That's what Probably I mean, like the night
2: people. before the night. Sort of like the night before the night before the night, right? Like the guy, <laughs> yeah, behind, the the guy before behind the guy behind the guy. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, that's, Piper, it's like how you guys do Christmas Eve services, the night
1: before
0: the night before the yeah, night. Yeah we, yeah, we got to talk about like, that. Like uh, September 19th, so... <laughs> you know, Christmas Eve is whenever you want it. <laughs> I love it. Piper, I think we should do a pre-conference. I think we should do uh, a little pre-conference sojourn woodworking seminar in that little alcove uh, with the three of us. So you you ascertain however many people you think that alcove can hold, and that's where we're going to hold this, this pre-conf. Okay? I think it'll hold well, three mentioned people. The three. I
2: think we should be there. We have-
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, we have photographic evidence that
1: it holds the three of us, and I think it's just that. So why
2: don't we just have our own pre-conference, and uh, we're the only ones invited to it, and we can a- have an extra day to hang out. How do you boys feel about that? I think we did you know, that like,
1: at uh, dinner in October, actually. Oh, we did. Okay. That was our pre-conference. Where we figured out where, where 45 minutes before the event, we figured out what we I were going to just don't talk know are really doing loosely. something
2: legit if we don't have a pre. I'm just trying to get at that. Yeah, we got to have a pre. Well, I mean, here's the thing.
1: Very few events launch with the pre conference. Like you have to be a somewhat established thing. So I think we're maybe one or two live events away from going pre conference or like the late night hang or the exclusive backstage thing, like whatever our version so 2019,
2: of it is. twenty nineteen we can introduce a <laughs> a pre broadcast.
1: I mean maybe, maybe like maybe fall of twenty eighteen. It depends. I mean we we gotta see. If our listeners come through in the clutch and this thing just blows up, then, then Dude, we, I we wanna, can do it. I think it's a great idea.
2: I wanna call it a pre cast. That's what I want to call it. A precast. Nice. Yes. The cast before the cast. The pod before the pod. I like it. I love it, boys. Were we talking about Drisky? At some point, we were talking about Drisky, and then it all went south.
1: Well we we were talking about Drisky and then we were talking about how life was hard and then I brought up conferences and then I kind of derailed us. So yeah, Drisky was really excited because Alabama's freshman quarterback spoke in tongues to stay calm, which uh I mean maybe that maybe that's everything that needs to be said, but I just Big R, the fact that Driscoll shared that
0: is amazing to me. Yeah, Big R what do you make of Drisky sharing this like breathless excitement over a kid speaking in tongues during a football game?
2: Well, baby, it's a great question because I'm looking down at it and he just put like, he just kind of repeated the, like the news heading and then he put like a big thumbs up. So like, I'm just going off of like, well, Drisky, I mean, like, I was like, are you down with this? Is this cool? Is this like your continuationist theology thing? Kind of like carrying you through on this one or like, where are you at with this? Like, I just don't know where he's at and where he's at with it. Cause like, I, I mean, like, He put a a thumbs up, right? So does that mean like, yeah, man, what we need is more quarterbacks like speaking in tongues during the huddle because this is going to improve the outcome of the game? I mean, so I have more questions than answers because I don't know where Drisky's Mm. at with this. Yeah. Because Drisky, I mean, right now, I mean, I I may not be suffering, but Drisky's in Arizona. He's in Scottsdale, Arizona. So let me just put it to you this way. He's really not suffering. He's never suffering in Scottsdale, Arizona.
0: So really, so if you're in Scottsdale, you're never suffering. I mean, Scottsdale. except for
2: when it's summer and it's a hundred and except between the months
0: of degrees. April and October. Yeah.
2: I mean, but I doubt that Drisky's outside suffering in that heat. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing he has a, some air conditioning and a couple of palatial pools that he does his like pre-services
0: at, you know, and all those kinds of things, you know, <laughs> d- d-
1: Yeah, double, double as a uh, baptismal. Absolutely.
0: Pools. Big R, you need to start a pre-service. Okay, so it's like a little pre conf every week, every Sunday. I, I like it. I want to do a pre everything, man. I want to do pre dinner.
2: I want to do pre like bed. I want to do pre showers. I want to like everything yeah. in my
0: life. I want to pre it. That's what I want to do, man. I like it. I, hey, you know what? You got some time to work on that now. I do so have some time can, to work question. on. It. I know. Wow. I know. It's a great point. I, yeah, yeah. I have a
1: question about this whole tongues thing for quarterbacks. So, so evangelical Christians love 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 any athlete who gives a vague allusion to loving jesus like we don't know anything about them we don't know anything about their lives but if they say jesus christ like we are they're our boy like that's our boy ride or die like Absolutely. that that's it what if those seem evangelicals found out that this guy who very vocally loves jesus because he gave credit to god 822 times right after the game every interview um was it was a speak in tongues guy like Mm -hmm. are they gonna immediately go Ooh, we don't love that guy who who loves jesus or is this like an existential crisis for the the bandwagon jesus jumpers like what what does this do to that fandom
2: it just depends what tribe you're from right i mean uh, you know i mean how do you boys feel about it i mean because you're more into this whole like sports thing anyway like what does that do for you with this guy uh nothing i don't care i I mean he can absolutely care less I mean, if, if I find out he smoked pot to stay calm, I
1: wouldn't feel any different about him. I mean, he just – is he a good quarterback or not? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So exactly. are we saying
2: that like Drisky giving the thumbs up, is that like him saying like, like this is my boy? Is that kind of – is that how we're interpreting this? Uh, I, I, I think it's – I think the thumbs up is to the tongues. Like he's not saying yeah. good –
1: Christian. not giving thumbs up to good Christian kid. He's giving thumbs up to this method – of
0: of staying calm dude that's what right. i'm asking I'm interpreting is... this as how charismatic is drisky at this point well i mean that's the question that's the question how charismatic is he do you do you guys know do you guys like it like is is that like where he's at well Headspace dude watch?
2: yeah i mean so before he kind of before he drifted out i mean there is like sort of this movement you know within reformed um, with, with this continuationist movement where it's like cautious cautious charismatic is kind of one of the words they would use for it where they don't want to sort of dis- Always always cautious. Always cautious of course. You wouldn't you wouldn't be reformed if, if you weren't, weren't cautious, a little nervous right, about Exactly. Stuff. You got to be a little nervous and tense and shaky. But we'll, um, a little guilty. But, ta- we'll get- but like yeah, so I Drisky definitely was one of the proponents of that by saying like, man, we're not going to dismiss, you know, sort of this, you know, so, you know the the work of the spirit and the way it kind of plays itself out in terms of like the gifts and in those kind of elements. But like, so last time I heard from him, he was kind of about it without really practicing it, which you get from a lot of reformed guys. They, they say they're about it, but if you go into their church, they just look like cessationists all the way through and through. Right. Um, And I think that's where Drisky was at. Oh yeah. I mean, if, he would be all about it until
1: someone started speaking in tongues in his church, and then he'd be like, "Good old dude." You know? would he really use it that, would, say it would that again, pipe, because
2: I like that. I like that tone of voice. Is that how he would?
1: Say- Good it?
2: <laughs> you know, you remember
1: when he used to scream at guys who like who were mean to women, and he would he would do the whole like, "How dare you!" And he had like that growling, like angry football coach voice. I love how it's that's like it's okay to like be super mean
2: to dudes who are being super mean to women. I love how that's the answer that we get. <laughs>
1: Well, the Bible says return evil for evil if somebody's a misogynist. Oh, that's right. I think that's, I mean, it's in there somewhere, right? Isn't that, isn't that how it goes? It must
2: goes? be in Corinthians for sure. It's in
1: the message.
0: <laughs> oh, poor Eugene. Poor Eugene. Poor Gene.
1: Poor Gene. Okay. Cheer I, up, sweetie. I found Jean. the quote about Tua in, and so, uh, So here's the quote about him praying in tongues. And so it says, how in the name of Bear Bryant did a freshman bench jockey rise to this ridiculously ridiculously pressurized occasion and become an instant hero? That's a terrible sentence, by the way. Uh, Quote, I was praying, Tago, is it Tago Veloa? Is that how it's pronounced, Ted? Uh, something like that. Okay. Yeah, you, you that just rolled off your tongue. So Tago Vailoa said, he said, I was preaching or I was speaking in tongues. It kept me calm. He prayed before possessions. He prayed after possessions. He prayed and passed and scrambled his way into Alabama lore. So he was he was praying. I don't know if he was in the huddle, but he's on the field. He's praying while he's getting sacked. He's praying before he throws the touchdown pass. So like this is we now have we now have tongues on the football I mean, field. I don't I know what the Bible says about that. Was there someone
2: there to interpret? When he says, <laughs> "When he says, I mean, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be funny right now. When he says possessions, like what is he talking about? Is that like a football thing? Okay, that's a that's a football Are term. Sure? That's like, Are you sure? Are you sure that's a football term?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fair points. Uh, maybe. Maybe he didn't mean it that way, but Pat Forty, the writer the writer who wrote this up, only knows it in football terms.
2: I mean, does Drisky take that as being a football term, or is that what Drisky likes is that he used the word possession like 19 times?
0: Ooh, yeah, I we just a- we got a little extra spiritual here. Pipe, I have a football question for you vis-a-vis Drisky. Oh. All right. you, it, it's twofold. A, do you think Drisky ever played organized football? B, how far do you think he got in organized football? And see, it's threefold. Do you think? Do you think he was any good? <laughs> like, like what do you think his persona was as a football player? Okay, this is hard for me to answer because I actually know the answer to this
1: question. So you do. Uh, oh, the wow. answer is no. Yeah, the answer is no. He didn't. He was a he was a diehard and pretty fair baseball player. Really um, interesting. And yes, but he he kind of strikes me as the big, you know like he. If, if he was a baseball player, he would be Lenny Dykstra. You know, like the yeah. huge wad of chaw and, like, just yep. ready to hit with somebody with a bat at any turn. Um, so, yeah, and I think he played up into college for baseball.
0: Wow. Interesting, man. I can totally see that. Now that you mention it, that, like, it really fits. It really fits with interesting. But so. I can tell you this. He
1: would have been a lousy football player because he's got skinny little legs. Like, he's got that neck that looks like a football player's, but he, yeah. like, from the shoulders down, he – I mean his knee would snap if he got blocked. Pipe really you know, because I, I feel
2: like he looks like he looks so
0: football though. Like Driske looks he just looks Yeah, football, but you only though. ever see him from from like the neck up in these publicity photos, man. Like what what Pipe's saying is that this guy he never does legs. He's he's never had a leg day in his life. Gotcha. Yeah, he he's he's built he's
1: built like a baseball player. Like he's got he's got pretty average size like legs, but he's got like forearms that are monstrous and a neck He's got the huge neck. Yeah, I guess he's just what a, fools me because
2: we only ever see him in that pinstripe vest that he always wears and, you know, kind of mm-hmm. from the waist up. And so, yeah. I, I mean, he's like 50 now,
1: so it's hard to tell what he looked like when he was, you know, 19 or whatever. But, uh, yeah, he was he was a baseball player.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. interesting. Boys, we have other things to discuss. And um, I want to lay a, a scenario on you that, uh, that Piper laid on us. Um, he said this, a friend just introduced me to someone. And I asked the new guy how they knew each other. So you meet someone for the first time. Uh, you ask how he knows the other person. And the guy's answer was, by God's grace. <laughs> um, Pipe, wow. I want to know, in that scenario, how did you handle it? Like, what was your next line of dialogue after the guy said, by God's grace?
1: Ah. Uh... I think I followed the wise piece of advice. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Mm. Um, <laughs> because I got nothing. Uh-huh. I just – everything in me, was just wanted to look at him and go, no, answer the question.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, really. Like, that's not – Like I get it. I get it that it was God's grace. But like did you did you meet in high school? Like did you work together? No, like – there are, there are a, a, almost
1: infinite answers to this question. We met at dance class. We met in Sunday school. We met at the bar. Like you met – we're neighbors. We work together. Anything, really, just make something up. But by God's grace is not an answer. Like that's the one. That's the one I didn't want. Um, and no, I don't think I said anything. I think I just stared at him, it and was- uh, and then and then, you know, sort of devolved into like the oh, it nice to meet you, and then we parted ways because there's no conversation after somebody says that. Which either was a devious
0: genius ploy on his part, or he's just that awkward. Wow. Interesting. That type of conversation pipe is like the most life-sucking kind for you. Do you feel like you have to just go and like rest for 15 or 20 minutes after you have a conversation like that?
1: Uh, there's two options. There's resting for 15 or 20 minutes or immediately finding somebody I can make fun of that guy too. There or like go. Twitter, which is what I did this time. Like Twitter is my outlet to survive. Like I have to get this off of my chest mm-hmm. because it's – it is. Uh, it is eroding my soul. The acid is eating through my soul. And so putting it out on Twitter resolves that problem because now I have several thousand people who can empathize with me. Absolutely.
0: Dude, I hadn't like, yeah, I hadn't thought of Twitter that way. That almost makes me want to do it. You know, <laughs> if, if, yeah, if you're willing enough to be the
1: jerk who makes fun of people on Twitter, uh, uh, it's really cathartic.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: I don't know. Ronnie should try it. He's too nice on Twitter. He's always saying nice things and uplifting things, Ronnie.
0: What kind of things are you saying on Twitter? Um, well, uh, you're not going to be saying anything on Twitter for a while, yeah. right? Uh,
2: I'm 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 supposed to be doing like the 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 Twitter sabbat right now, so that's kind of where Ooh. I'm at with it. Yeah,
1: but you did long you long did, long did long. proper mm-hmm. you did properly announce it, which I was proud of. Yeah, yeah you yeah. properly announced your Twitter sabbatical, which I was which I was really glad to I was see. Saying, that was, oh, uh, I,
0: I appreciated oh, knowing that you weren't there, baby. Be honest, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, two questions. One. Did you then go back onto Twitter to check people's responses to your Twitter sabbatical announcement? Uh, by God's grace, yes, I did. <laughs> of course you did. Of course. No, it's it not by God's grace.
1: Anything like that's the like full stop. All you have to say is like by God's grace. That's and we're supposed to we're supposed to interpret
2: that as anything. So not, you went
0: back. You you went back to Twitter to check
2: no, their no, no, responses. No, no, no. no, no I, I, I promise. I literally haven't. Like I've really. It's been a. It's been like a legit. Like I've I've backed off. Okay,
1: now yeah. Piper, you—that's probably good because the first response was me
0: making fun of you for it. <laughs>
2: there you go. See, I, I didn't know that, so th- I appreciate that, Pipe. I appreciate that we have a level of relation.
0: Piper, I want you to interpret the rest of the responses. Were they were they of the kind that? Uh, how, how were they? How would you characterize them?
1: I think most of the following responses were people responding to me making fun of Ronnie and Sweet. Uh, like rant listeners who who enjoyed that he announced a sabbatical and then enjoyed that. We poked fun at him a little bit. Um, it was. It was not. I mean, what are you going to say if he says he's off Twitter? Like, there's not really a point in responding. It's like, well, this, he'll see this when he decides to come back like on. Yeah,
2: I like it.
0: Yeah. Big R- God's grace. I like it. You know, <laughs> how long is this Twitter uh, sabbat gonna last for you?
2: I don't know, man. I we were. Uh, I was kind of. I was told by by one of our elders that I needed to take a sabbat from social media, so I'm I'm obeying him. That's what mm-hmm. I'm doing.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Wait, he t- – okay, give me – like there, there's different ways I could take that. He told you that you needed to. Was this like looking out for your own good or like, Ronnie, get off.
2: Twitter. No, I mean he was saying like a couple of things he said was he said, hey, one of the things – because this is a guy that's a little older than me and is, it ha- has had more experience taking sabbats. So yeah. he said, hey, I would really encourage you to just – Completely get away from your phone, get off social media for an unspecified amount of time, if not the whole time, and then uh, see how it goes. Did you get a special dispensation for podcasting? Uh, When you say dispensation, um, my mind is just going to uh, uh, you know all the stuff that we talk about with dispensationalism. So I don't. Okay, permission slip. How's that? Did you get a permission slip
1: to podcast? Um,
2: No, this was the one thing. I mean. I looked at, you know, I kind of looked at my life, and I said, "Hey, what are some of the things you can leave behind, and what is the one or two things that you absolutely cannot leave behind?" And obviously, the rant was number one. Yeah, by God's grace, you know, uh, alongside of like prayer and you know, and, and you know, reading God's word, the rant was was right in there as the the three things I couldn't give up. You know, so there it is.
1: There it is. It's the three ingredients of the best Christian life. You know
2: what's so funny though, Pipe? Like when somebody gives me one of those over-spiritualized answers, like I, I've gotten to this place in life where I try to be kind, but I like, I don't let them, like I don't let them get away <laughs> away with it. I, I, I mainly, I would, I typically like look at them and say, you know, that doesn't really answer my question. And I really need you to be really specific about what I just asked you because that just does not work for me. And it really wouldn't work for anybody else and I need you to give me an answer like ASAP.
1: I, Jesus wouldn't even like that answer because he was asking a question to find out how you guys met. And you, you didn't answer the yeah, question. Yeah,
2: I just feel like I, – I feel like you can be graciously demanding – sometimes where you're like, you're telling them like what they said is really wrong. It's going to lead them down bad paths in life if they continue to answer people like that. But at the same time, you know, you do got to get angry. You can just say, you know, this is for your own good that I'm literally calling you out on giving the most pretentious over-spiritualized answer known to man.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't, uh, that's a, that's sort of a, an aspiration for me to be the kind of person who can do the thing that you just described. Uh, all I had in that moment was something Murder. more along the lines of repeating the question. It was all snide. Murder, that's all anger. I could do. I mean, no, not anger. It was just more like derision. Just like I, I had, I had no positive vibes towards this gentleman at that point. Like you give me that answer. And and I just kind of think you're an idiot. That was, that was my feeling at the moment. Like, how like you're not a human if you hear the question, Hey, how did you guys meet? And you you answer by God. That's what grace. it is, Pipe. I mean,
2: it it's really like when people over spiritualize things to that degree, they're really like dehumanizing everything is what they're doing. You know what right? Do Big that. T
1: yeah, like I, I kind, I kind of feel like he's not actually friends with my friend because a friend would have been like, "Oh, it's a really funny story. We were doing this thing and this thing, and that's how we met." Or just like a very simple, "Oh, we go to church right. together." I, any of those are fine. Like, there's a human point of connection, and he yeah, gave he none
0: of nice those. Totally, I'm going to defend his his choice to do that, though, because maybe what he was doing was mitigating against the soul sucking, like five to ten minutes of explaining how they met and having the rest of that conversation. And he just circumnavigated that by saying, by God's grace, like it was the it was the easiest thing for him to do. You know what I mean? Okay, there's an there's an easier way to do that. That's way more humorous. And it's just to lie.
1: So you make up an awkward like a one sentence awkward situation. So how'd you guys meet? Like, oh, at the strip club, (laughs) because at a Christian conference, you say something like that. Everyone's just going to back away slowly. Problem solved. You go on your merry way. That's true.
2: That's what that's what Frankie Chan should do, like, when they do the little, like, you know, panel Q&A, you know, with him and your pops and, like, you know, who when Trip and whoever else they have up there, you know, just, like, literally answer something so sh- – that's why I'm never going to get asked to do one of these things because I would answer those things so shocking just to get the reaction and then have the whole place go silent and then have to go, fellas, I, that was a joke. Just kidding. Pipe, can I ask
1: you – I was kidding. I didn't. I didn't kill a baby exactly. goat with my teeth. We're fine, guys.
0: Come on. Can I ask you a question about Frankie Chan? And this is going to your your answer to this is it's going to speak to to Ronald and I in a way that you may not understand because this, this Frankie Chan thing for us goes way back. But, oh man, I'm hyped uh, right now, Big T. I'm really psyched at what you're about to say. <laughs> what, I, what I want to ask you is, how does Frankie look? Oh. Could you describe his appearance? Well, he he
1: looks. Exactly like he looked fifteen years ago. <laughs> okay,
2: so well, that's, with the the man's not a bad thing, right? Big T, that's not a bad thing. No, at all. so I mean, because when,
1: when you have a shaved head and a goatee yeah. and you're and you're trim, yeah. you like you tend to look beautiful forever. You don't you don't really age unless your goatee goes white. Yeah, that's true. Or you get fat, but he he has maintained a trim figure mm-hmm. and uh and has not gotten a white goatee yet, and so like he. He's ageless, and he speaks with the same energy he always has.
2: Like, Pipe, here's my question for you, man. Um, what, what does your pops do when Chan gets up there like he does every time he gets up at a conference and says, you know, I, I prepared the sermon, but I, like, burned my notes this morning, and I really don't know what I'm going to say, but, like, by God's grace, I'm going to, like, say something right now, and then he just – Kind of spouts off and starts yelling mildly loud for the next forty five minutes, and you know, kind of starts crying and you know, gets really passionate. Like, uh, uh, how does your dad react to that kind of uh, tomfoolery? Well, I mean, have you heard my dad
1: speak? He's like the white Francis Chan. Well, yeah, but your pop has
2: notes and stuff, right? I well, mean, right. My, my
1: dad is rigorously prepared, but like, he is also the type who would who would get up there and just go, you know, I prepared this message, but I don't feel like it's the one that's appropriate for this. Like this is not the one for today. Like you would you would has do JP that. ever done that? Has Johnny P. ever done that? Not like Francis Chan, because Chan is let's put it this way. Chan Chan communicates with people by being sincere and yeah. passionate. My dad communicates with people by being articulate and yes. passionate. So like his his is like a well-crafted that's what I Peace. mean. That's what Unhuman. I mean. Like
2: Frankie is not so, <laughs> Frankie's not prepped a sermon in like twenty years.
1: No, he just like bathes in the Holy Spirit and then goes and throws it at people. Um which is pretty effective actually. Um but uh I you know I don't my dad is a my dad is a, a theological pragmatist. In the sense that the people like if the if what the person is saying is theologically like true, he can pragmatically overlook a whole number of other things. It's good and bad. I, there's some weaknesses to it, but I don't you know, we don't have to get into those today. Uh, but but so that means that like if he has things about Chan's manner that, uh, that he's not crazy about, but there's there's like a there's a theological agreement or a ministerial agreement. He's like, All right, we'll get, we're good with this. Let's go with it.
2: Hey, Big T. Here's a question for you, baby. You ready for this? Yeah, later. Me and you got our one dream that we have shared for I don't know how many years now. I mean, all the books, all the all the moments we've shared together in Toledo and and what have you. Um, the mm. one thing that has escaped us is uh, just some uh, dedicated alone time with with. Uh, with Frankie Chan. What what would <laughs> what's the what's the first thing you would say if I told you right now, hey Big T, here's the thing. Frankie Chan yeah. just wrote, he wants to meet us in Toledos here in a couple of months. Yeah. He just Ooh, wants Talids. to hang out. He just wants to do a little mud Talids. hands with us, right? Um three baseball tickets this time. Three baseball tickets for free. And uh what what would be the first thing you would say to Frankie, man, on, upon meeting him?
0: Wow, man, that's huge. It is huge. You know baby, I'm going to I'm going to be honest with you right now. Um, I, I don't care about Frankie Chan. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Like my, my caring about Frankie Chan was always done in a, in a, in the spirit of, of connecting with you. Like Frankie Chan was a, he was our inside joke. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I feel like for me, enjoying you, enjoying Frankie Chan would be all the, the (laughs) the satisfaction that I would need. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when you're an adult and you see a small child enjoying Christmas, like, you you no longer yourself enjoy Christmas, but you sense their enjoyment, that would be that would be me watching you enjoy Frankie Chan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Francis Francis Chan is Ronnie's 4th of you July guys are fireworks. Really, you guys are,
1: like, you just get to sit back and watch Frankie him ooh and ah.
0: <laughs> what, baby? You, really, you guys are really pushing the Frankie thing with me. We're, we're pushing the Frankie thing big time. Yeah. I hope you get to meet him. I, and I hope I'm there when it happens. You know.
2: Yeah, I just think it would be fun. I feel like he's a dude that. Um, I feel like he's a dude that has a bit of a sense of humor, which is why he probably doesn't fit in very well with uh, with this particular
0: tribe. That he Baby, never. You know what, you know what I'm going to do right now. <laughs> And uh th- we, we didn't suss this out in the pre production meeting, so I hope this is okay with the rest of the, the company. But I'm Oh, are you throwing away your notes and just doing what the Holy Spirit is? I'm pulling a Frankie he's right, right a now. Man. Line line I'm, now. Throwing away all my show prep. A I'm pulling too? a Frankie, I'm gonna pull a Fredo, I'm gonna pull a Frankie. And um, A <laughs> oh, Fredo,
1: that's something different. What
0: I uh what I wanna do is I wanna offer a complimentary ticket to Together for the Rant for Frankie Chan. Wow. Okay, so we are going to have one ticket uh, in an envelope labeled Frankie Chan. It's going to be at the Will Call booth uh, at Sojourn East. Um, so Frankie, anytime you want to swing by and pick that up, uh, the ticket is gratis. It's on the it's on the, the rant. And uh, we want you to enjoy that evening at Sojourn East with us. So uh, Big R, I hope our dream comes true of meeting Frankie Chan. Oh, that my
2: night. gosh. Can you uh, imagine that? Can you imagine him coming up to the Will Call, grabbing his ticket, and then going and <laughs> –
0: yeah, baby. Can you imagine looking out into the into the throng, into the 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 mass of of humanity that night, um, and seeing Frankie's bald head, and knowing that we were going to meet him?
2: I mean, I can just see myself grabbing my notes and just tearing them to shreds. And
0: we uh, should all rip our notes to absolutely. shreds then. The notes that we just, don't have, let's just rip them to shreds. Let's make notes so that we can rip them to shreds later. Yeah, we'll write some notes and
2: rip them to shreds. Actually, when you think about the Ramp Boys, I mean, we, I mean, we, I mean, we are Frankie. I mean, this isn't the happy rant. This is the Frankie rant because we don't do notes. We just sort of like dish from the, the, the bottom of our hearts, from the top of our heads every single week. I mean, it's, it's very Frankie what we got going on here.
0: Pipe, I hope that's
2: the-
1: – Dude, I like that. I really love that as a slogan, from the bottom of our hearts and the top of our heads. I like that's it. It's kind of
0: perfect. I like it. I hope the name of this episode well, – Well, you Pipe, coined it. I hope you like it. The name of this episode needs to be We Are Frankie. Yeah.
2: The Frankie rant.
0: All right. I'm writing it down right now. Right. Hold on. All right. I love it. Doing a little business. Me. Boys, we have uh, we have just Our, minutes remaining because I have I to can. bounce. But uh, there was a fake uh, missile threat on Hawaii this last week. Did you guys know that? Were you aware that that happened? Yeah. Um, yeah. Was. yeah there, was a, there was a fake missile threat for about 30 minutes. Um, Hawaii residents got a text or uh, an alert indicating that um, there was a missile headed their way. Now, my question to you guys is... Um, if you had been Hawaii residents and if that had happened and and we were a part of it, what would you do? Like, what would, what would the, the last 30 minutes look like for you? Uh, Big R this, this topic was your idea. I want you to go first.
2: Well, dude, I loved, I love what this, I, <laughs> Melissa showed me this thing that this uh, I think it was like the daughter of this guy, uh, the, like a, a daughter and a dad. And like, he, like, it was some, it was some Facebook thing or a tweet or something. And he just like texted her back and she was like, what are we going to do? And he's like, Dude, I'm in line at the buffet. I'm literally just going to pile everything I can think of on this plate right now and eat. Well, there and you go. There's a practical approach to this whole thing. I liked I like- it, dude. I liked it because at the end of the day, I mean, what are you going to do? You can't take anything because it's over. Um, right. So you're not you're not getting away. You're not escaping. It's not like I can grab my 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 you know my limited you know edition you know expanded version of Crazy Love and you know kind of Frankie my way out of there. Like there's no there's no doing that. I don't get to do that. Right. That's right. So I, I think uh, I like the buffet line, man. I just, man, I want to, I, uh, I want to pray. I want to ask for repentance and then I just want to eat something absolutely delicious. Is that, is that legit? Is, that, that is, is legit. It,
0: Am I over spiritualizing that big T? <laughs> you know, by God's grace, you are not. I think, I think that was perfect. I think it was spot on. Pipe, what about you?
1: Man, I was trying to think about an answer to this question and, I don't have categories in my head for facing an unexpected last thirty minutes mm. of my life. Um Pike, yeah, I, I don't want f- to
2: eat something. I don't daily. know. I, I mean, I'm, dude, if you literally know you have thirty minutes, I mean, it, 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 I mean, does food come into it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think food is last. It's like it's like call mm, my right. kids, and like that guy did, call kids, and then be like, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm gonna. I'm going to pile it in, you know, and, uh, and I'm probably going to dine and dash. Like I'm going to hope that I'm going to order the most expensive thing and, uh, and hope that that missile hits there you before go. The surf
0: and turf for Piper on, uh, on, on the last day. I mean, that's
2: either the least or the if most it's, reformed it's,
0: it's, answer you could it's give Hawaii. actually. It's
2: Hawaii. It's, it's Hawaii. So it's actually go. turf
0: and surf yeah. because if you don't know, it's die, it's like the version of dine and dash. Absolutely. Boys for me, I think, I don't know exactly what I would do, but I, I'm going to say this and I hope this doesn't sound arrogant. Um, I think I would do the right thing because I am terrible at like small crises. Like I'm horrible at just navigating the frustrations of day to day life. I freak out. I lose Oh, like, dude, yeah. I lose my mind over small things. I'm terrible like uh on the road with like road rage related things. But but again, by God's grace, um I think when like the big stuff in life goes down, I, I tend to handle it pretty well. So um Hopefully, I would be cool and calm. I would uh, tell the the people in life that I that I love them, and um, you know, find it. A- so, maybe you just give me a phone call. Then is what you're saying. You would you'd be on the horn just with you. Me. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd give you like a 29 minute phone call. Maybe <laughs> maybe another minute for everybody else. No, and and Frankie would get the. And other Frankie minute. would get the. Frankie would be with us actually. Like I, I want this to be the context in which we meet Frankie. Um, Oh, there's a
1: question. Who would you want to – I mean, uh, outside of immediate yeah. family, because that's the right answer, uh, Who is who would you like to be with for those last 30 minutes? Like who's your 30-minute companion, buddy, whatever it is before
0: it's like – and, and it's all going kaboom. Man. You know what? Outside of like my wife and my kids and my folks, nobody. You know? I mean – Maybe that hurts. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't even like fabricate someone who I would like to spend that time with. Like thirty minutes, it goes quick. You know, it goes really, really quick. Um, yeah, I I'm like I have a handful of friends who I've
1: known for a long time. They're the kind of friends that you can sit around and do nothing with yeah. for long periods of time. You know, like the most com- those are the friends because then it's just like you, you kind of. You can kind of look at each
0: other and be like, yeah. "Well, I guess." This Tell is Tell a it. couple and of then, funny stories, and then you're there. You know, and you don't yeah, have to yeah, like. You know what? You're right, yeah, friend. yeah. You remember that yeah, time? When right. we- I, I can think of some people. I can, I can definitely figure some people. Big R, what about you?
2: I don't know. I, yeah, I'd probably just sit there, like, enjoy my food and get out a couple more tweets, and, there you, go. Um, no. and then, you know, may, would you? You know, just announce to everybody this will be like my last couple of tweets, and uh, you know, and then
0: just sign off. And would you break your Twitter sabbatical if you knew that, like? It was the last thirty minutes of your life, and you only had a couple more tweets to send. You'd, you'd break the sabat that you're on now to. to yeah, send as, as
2: the bright shining light of the missile was heading my way, and I knew I had like ten seconds. I'd probably tweet one last thing, click send, hope that yeah. it made it, and then
0: just one you know, last clever glory. thing about the missile, and then and then enter whatever, glory. <laughs> whatever friends were staying, <laughs> right. on, Has, I hashtag the response for it. Yeah, hashtag it's permanent, yeah, permanent sabbat. Permanent sabbat. All the Absolutely. rest you can handle. I love it. Absolutely. Boys, this has, been, uh, th- this has been a radio sabbatical in that it's been refreshing and rejuvenating, I think, for all three of us, and uh, hopefully for the audience as well. Uh, we have wandered to and fro throughout these topics. And until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate
1: Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast.
0: Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God and aren't we all praying the big prayer, here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth, unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andres, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.